Welcome everyone to the very latest Bolt from the Blue podcast and we're here to talk about Manchester City against Tottenham Hotspur. You've probably had just about a neck full of this but we're going to give our particular uh, view on it. Uh, to help me uh, go through this we have got two of the finest and uh, we've got uh, Bernard. Bernard how are you doing? I'm fine mate yeah I've just had a few days off and this is my last evening off I'm I'll, I'm not up early tomorrow but we'll be up early on Friday so I'm just having a beer and going to chill out with uh, you two guys fantastic and uh, we've also got Ray Ray how are you I'm very well Michael very well I uh, think I've calmed down from the weekend uh, hectic schedule <laughs> and uh, no a hectic schedule and you're throwing a duff performance like that uh, it's not one to warm the cockles of my heart no, exactly, mate, exactly. And uh, Scousers everywhere celebrating after this performance, but we'll get into that. Let's start off with the uh, the lineup, Bernard. So, Aderson, Walker, Diaz, Laporte, Cancelo, De Bruno, Rodri, Gundogan, Bernardo Silva, Foden, Sterling. I didn't have too many complaints. What do you think? No, I think the only one different to what I had in my team was, was Gundogan uh, coming in, and I, I thought he may do. I thought they might try and shoe on him in. But obviously, I, I would have started with Mares. But uh, yeah, uh, nothing wrong with that team. That that team should have been well capable of, of seeing off old spuds, shouldn't it? Let's be honest about it. It should have done here. Uh, Ray was the Spurs lineup. Uh, we had uh, Yoris, Romero, Dyer, uh, Davis, Emerson, Bentancur, Hoiberg, Sesnion, Kulisevsky, who we'll get on to very, in a very short space of time. Uh, Son and uh, Kane. So, um, what did you think, uh, Ray, of the City lineup? City lineup. I was uh, like Bernard, really, really surprised that um, he played Gundogan. Um, Pep's not been playing him. Uh, he's had, I think, one start in about seven uh, league games. I think he's just not been getting a look in for whatever reason. But for me, uh, no, I, it, it it was wrong uh, to. Mess about, um, you know, I've got to say this, doesn't matter how good you are as a manager, you can still make mistakes. doesn't matter that it's our team. You know, you, I think everybody should be entitled to give um, a fair amount of criticism when, you know, when a player gets it wrong or the manager gets it wrong. You know, we're all human and they will make mistakes, but I'm sorry, you got to play, if you're playing Bernardo Silva, you're playing in midfield. If You know, playing Gundogan, Bernardo and KDB, if you're going to push somebody forward, that has to be KDB. You can't mess about with Bernardo. He's not got the right pressing, I think, as a forward. Um, it didn't work for me. Uh, you know, there's no way I would have messed about with it like that. Uh, if you want to play Gundogan, fine. Um, you know, I love Gundogan. And I've been uh, surprised he's not, he's, you know, he's, he's missed so many games. Um, so if you're playing Gundogan, you play him as an attacking midfielder with Bernardo Silva. That's it. Don't mess about Sadly, uh, Pep, genius that he is, sometimes uh, he messes about a little bit too much. Well, uh, let's uh, talk about the situation uh, pre-match. So before this um, uh, match, guys, uh, uh, Liverpool had uh, closed the gap to six points with a 3-1 win against Norwich. Uh, and uh, a couple of other teams, not that they really uh, figure, but uh, Chelsea uh, had a late 1-0 win at um, uh, Palace. And I suppose if you're going to go that far back, you might as well talk about uh, Arsenal winning 2-1 uh, uh, at Brentford. Not really relevant, but nonetheless, the Liverpool result was uh, relevant. And so into this game, that we go. And uh, Bernard, we hardly really got a chance to get our uh, our feet under the table because 
on the fourth minute. Kulisevsky. Uh, yeah. Spurs, well, Spurs yeah, I mean, I was quite impressed with Kulisevsky. Obviously, we always worry about Kane and Son, don't we? Of course we do. But uh, I was quite impressed with Kulisevsky as well. But yeah, we didn't have to, we didn't have chance to draw breath, did we, guys? It was it was a ludicrous goal. It was bad decision making originally from Diaz, who made the original error. Just very, very poor. And obviously, at that level, uh, even if it's Spurs at that level of football, if you're going to give Son that such that such, such room to get through, and he sprinted free. And yeah, all credit to uh, Son. He didn't he didn't panic. He just calmly passed passed it to one side to Kulisevsky, who uh, who calmly uh, side footed it between the legs. I think it was it um, was it Laporte Cancelo Cancelo was it at the back? Was of the yeah, he just he just displayed. We used to play uh, split the kipper as kids with pen knives, throwing them between legs, and he did it superbly through through the legs and into the goal. And it was a a pretty pathetic piece of defending overall by City. We got caught out far. You know, far to you know on that halfway line as we have done in the past under Pep, and we've not seen that sort of error for a while. And it was a sort of um, a start of what was gonna, you know, things. <laughs> it was it was just a bad start for for what would be a bad day overall. Ray, what did you think? Uh, City were uh, caught by uh, a pretty pretty high line there, and uh, Son kept calm and um, did the business uh, for Kulusevski. Well, well, well. I, I, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll repeat what I said last season. Okay, when we went to play Spurs, that City have to be careful about Harry Kane dropping down into midfield and allowing the other uh, forwards to take the space in attack, the ones with the real pace, and then Kane would supply them. I said it last season. It happened last season again and again. And sorry, but Pep's, Pep's just not learnt. You know, we allowed them to do it again and again and again. You know, through that game, okay, they, obviously they scored three goals. They had another disallowed. They had another uh, that was a good save from um, Edison. That's five. Five clear opportunities. I think there might have even been one more. So it was ridiculous. Let's be clear about it. It was, you know, whatever tactic, uh, tactical setup Pepper chosen, it was ridiculous. And the players were just as as poor in their uh, decision-making processes. Kane dropped deep. I think Laporte went with him. He went with him miles too late. So I don't know what the pre-game uh, plan was. Is it to go with Kane uh, for the, you know, and it's what it's actually what we do. You know, when we play with the false nine, the guy drops into midfield and the defender doesn't know what to do. And sometimes the defender goes with him, somebody else pops up into that space. And this is what they did. Kane dropped deep. He had so much space. I mean, I actually watched a video. They make these compilations of uh, players and all the touches they had in a game. And every time Kane, almost every time Kane got the ball during that game, he was in oceans of space. So we got this uh, spectacularly wrong. So Kane gets the ball and he does a first time pass down the line uh, to Son. Now, Diaz at the halfway line makes a decision, Okay. And he makes a decision if he'd if, if he'd got it right, would have hailed him uh, for, for getting you know for a, a great offside. But he makes his split second decision, knowing that he, there is no one to cover for him. So he's basically it's an all or nothing decision. Which I'm you know with the way City play, I'm surprised we're a bit more cautious than that. All or nothing. He steps up, gets it wrong. Um, your man Son gets through, and yeah, he keeps his head. The City players are just, you know, I saw Rodri trying to run back. Then he, he gave up. I hate that. I absolutely hate 
players giving up. Even if you can't get there, you chase back because if if it hits the post and bounces out, if you'd carried on running, you could have cleared that. If you walk, you know, and, and give up, you're giving the uh, uh, forward another opportunity. Uh, if, you know, if there is a um, such a uh, situation arises, so yeah, they, they put it away. It was just horrible defending from everybody. Bad decision making. It's it was just a terrible, terrible goal to concede. Top to bottom, rubbish. Yeah, Bernard, I think uh, Ray was right. That uh, that was not the only time that happened. On the 13th minute, um, Kane sent uh, Emerson Royale right uh, down the right-hand side, acres of space, uh, uh, and then uh, placed it through to Cessignon uh, just to the left of the goal. But uh, he, um, he uh, didn't provide any kind of a, a finish. It was happening again and again. Um, it's it's as if that they didn't know that uh, Kane can do this uh, perform this uh, role, uh, Bernard. Well, I think as Ray was Ray was saying there, we, we know we know what they're good at. We know what they can do. We know what Kane is good at. I mean, we we obviously he's been picked on a little bit, hasn't he? But it, it was just ideal, as, as as Ray said. I watched that compilation uh, video, if you like, of all his all his touches, and he loved it. He loved this game. He was in his element, and obviously it was ideal for him. And the thing is, the thing is, you know, we do go down. We do make that, these silly mistakes early on, and Pep doesn't ever. I mean, we know he sticks to plan A, but why doesn't he change things? Why, do, why doesn't he suddenly get up off his bum, get on that sideline? See, he's, if Ray and, and people, I'm not very technically minded, can see what's going on that's happened before again, Against Spurs. I mean, he should have been prepared anyway, so he shouldn't have needed to change anything. He should have been aware of it. So, so why didn't he change it? But again, it's this uh, plan A. It's right. It'll be okay. We'll be fine. All right. We're a goal down. We've got 86 minutes to pull it back. And it's just, just frustrating. I mean, I did the, I do a little thing with uh, Charlie on Dugout Daily. They have a, a attack momentum. And I think the Spurs' attack momentum was six little spikes, and that was literally every single thing. And he scored three, well, he scored four, didn't he? One of them was offside, but it was literally just dotted around. And City was so dominant, but it, it didn't it didn't matter. It didn't make any difference. It didn't make any difference to to what went on because Tottenham did what what they did succinctly. You know, they did it to plan. Conte out, Pep, Pep. I mean, Pep, Pep didn't have a clue, and he didn't change anything. So we suffered continually, uh, and it did happen time and time again. Well, City did be- begin to uh, put things together um, five or six minutes later. You had um, uh, Gundogan uh, uh, banging one against the outside of the post and uh, uh, Cancelo having a, a wallop at goal on the 22nd minute just uh, just outside. So we thinking that City were um, coming back into it, but... Uh, the Guardian were, were pointing out pretty much about the 23rd, 24th minute that um, City don't look very comfortable at the back. That high line again, the high line that um, they did, well, we depend on, um, and another opportunity for a Kane, and he should really have sent um, Son clear on goal, but uh, plays it behind him. He had to bend his run and uh, couldn't really uh, make it up. So uh, I don't know, what was your opinion, Ray? Did we, were you expecting um, a quick reply? Well, you hope for a quick re- reply, but the statistics this season are not very good. City have only come back from one game where we've been behind, we've gone behind, out of I think six or seven to come back and win, and that was against Arsenal where we scored 
uh, into injury time. And actually, Arsenal were probably, you know, extremely unlucky. I think they were, the, you could argue, the better team on the day. So the stats weren't in our favour. And I always think if we don't get back into a game quickly, get back on, um, you know, even par with, with the opposition very, very quickly, then we struggle, you know. And if if we take longer to, to, to score, I think we're just as vulnerable. You know, it just makes me feel that the longer, here's the thing, the longer teams are ahead of City, the more they think they can get something from the game, the more they will up their game, the more effort they'll put in, the more motivation and, you know, drive and willpower they'll, they'll have. So if we get back on terms very quickly, then they're, you know, very quickly they're back to that backs against the wall thing. You know, we're worried City going to overpower us. But the longer it goes on, the, the more concerned I am. And I'm just, I'm just going to go through some of my notes, if you don't mind, because I made, I made a few notes. I've put some effort into this pod. But I, I did wonder, what a lot of our attacks were coming on the left because we didn't have Riyad Mahrez. I have no idea why Pep has... He hasn't rested him. He's dropped... Whatever you want to call it, drop rest. Why? The guy's on fire. He's scoring goals. He's creating uh, trouble. You know, him on the right, Sterling on the left, forwarding down the middle. That's the way to go. Why mess with it when it's working? Why? I don't understand that. Um, and I actually think, you know, it, Pep and the players need to take a long, hard look at themselves in the mirror because you cannot allow a team like Spurs in such poor form to score three legitimate goals. And as, I, as we've discussed, the offside was marginal. Um, and if the guy had been one yard further back, they'd have scored another goal. You know, there was no, no stopping that. And then there's the Kane chance. They could have had five goals. How can you let a team that are, so, are struggling so much score five goals? We let Leicester score three goals. And Leicester have been letting goals in for, for, for fun. They're, in, I think, still in the bottom half of the table. And all I can think about is, is overconfidence. What else can it be? Complacency. And it's not just the players. It's got to be Pep as well. It's As Micah said earlier, it's not a surprise. If I can see it, I could see it last season. I called it last season. I predicted for this game, I predicted 2-2. I was on a, someone's um, uh, channel, a Spurs fan, last Friday, and I predicted 2-2. And people were laughing at me. And I said, this is the way we play. We give Spurs too much of an opportunity and they take advantage of us. We struggle against pace. Teams going through on with pace and the way Spurs do it. And they do it to us time and time again. And it's just, this is how poor we are against Spurs. I think we're the only side. Pep is the only manager who has lost to a Spurs side managed by Pochettino, Jose Mourinho, Nuno Espirito Sanchez uh, and um, Antonio Conte. So he's lost to all of the Spurs managers of recent time. You know, and I'm sorry, that's just not good enough. That's got to that's got to come down. It's not because Spurs are brilliant. Spurs were brilliant, I'd say fair enough. It's got to come down to something else. It's got to come down to mentality, the way we set up, the way Pep is thinking, and the players are thinking, it's Spurs, take it easy, we'll pump them. I'm sorry, but we're getting you know, they've done the double on us this season. How can Spurs do the double over City this season? It's just incomprehensible. It is, um, uh, Bernard, and <clears throat> as Ray, Ray mentioned there, we were getting uh, quite a lot of joy uh, down the left, but um, uh, eventually we did get level. It was on the 33rd minute, I think, and it was good to one. 
Yeah, anyway, it was a mistake, wasn't it? Let's face it, it wasn't created particularly. It was uh, one of my one of my least <coughs> favourite keepers in the Premier League, Larice, who can make a fantastic save one minute and look a total clown the next, which is, is good for us. Because, uh, yeah, I thought it may, obviously in real time, I was behind that. I thought he, the ref may give a foul, but he just bottled it, didn't he? Obviously, KDB challenged him in the box he spilled it and of course uh, Gundogan you know we, we were saying we didn't really want him in the team particularly in that in where he was that was we real we want him in the team but not playing as he is and he is capable of scoring the goals for us and he, and he calmly slotted it in uh, but obviously good work by KDB for putting Mr Larice off so thankfully thank, thanks to an error uh, basically because uh, we, we did the post as you said we grazed the post Cancelo would look liably but didn't get a shot on target uh, Gundogan hit the outside as a post, but uh, an, an error on 33 minutes uh, put us back in the game at 1-1 and you sort of hope as City fans that we would go on from there mm-hmm. That's how it finished at uh, halftime 1-1 and um, fair, fairly uh, predictable um, sort of state of affairs uh, as Ray said I mean Tottenham, they're not in very good form, we always manage to play them into form and I was sort of predicting <laughs> I was predicting this like before the game, I mean uh, Obviously, it was more Kane than, than Son, but over here in South Korea, every time it's the same. I just keep getting this recurring nightmare, which unfortunately is a reality where whatever Son does in the game against Man City, they just put that on blanket repeat. It's like we don't have we don't have like, um you know, commercial advertising breaks between TV programs. It's like the TV uh, program comes to a stop and then it's just pictures of Son smiling that annoying little smile as he does whatever he's done <laughs> this time obviously uh he was the provider much more than the actual uh starter but um uh, guys unless there's anything else you want to say about the first half we'll move well, into the second there's something I'm, that's just happened i will mention it later i'll save it i'll save it for later okay all right mate well uh how did you think the the, the opening sort of uh, 10 minutes uh up until their second goal. Their second goal, uh, uh, Bernard, was scored on the 59th goal. It was Harry Kane again. Up until that point, um, anything doing for City or was this coming? No, I mean, that was uh, my little notes. The first thing I've got down for the second half uh, when I watched the thing back on the on uh, City Plus when I got the, the following following morning was uh, obviously the, the Tottenham chance on 59 minutes. We hadn't really done too much and uh, it was just a bit, you probably seen it replayed then based on what you're saying there. Uh, Mike obviously some drunk jinx in from the left, doesn't he? And it was very similar to that Sterling goal quite uh, a couple of months ago, about a few weeks ago, where he side-fussed it into the top corner. And Harry Kane just just had the freedom of the 18-yard box and and casually side-fussed it past Edison, who who didn't have any chance with any of the goals, to be honest with you. He obviously did save one, didn't he? But, uh, yeah, it was... It was just very annoying, uh, no marking. We were doing the zonal marking. Unfortunately, there was, the Tottenham players were actually in different parts of the zone to what the City players were in, so it didn't really work so much, unfortunately. Well, uh, Ray, uh, 15 minutes of a pretty standard City uh, domination uh, until this goal, and then Kane does it again. Uh, and uh, you've obviously you've heard Bernard uh, describe it. Your thoughts, Ray, and also... Um, your comments on the inevitable uh, Twitter comments saying, let's sign him up. <laughs> sign him up, Kane. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, we I, he had a great game. Okay, if you watch the high, highlights, you know he he, had, he scored goals. He you know th- that were given that were disallowed. He created so much for them. He had a great game, but that's because we were rubbish. You know that's because we let him. I tell you what, guys. I, I was going to say something later. This is how good Harry Kane is. Okay, I, I don't even know if he was playing tonight, but uh, Spurs had just lost to Burnley by a goal to nil. They just gone and lost <laughs> to Burnley. So how good is Harry Kane now? We allowed him the freedom of Manchester, okay, uh, on Saturday. We allowed him the freedom of Manchester to come and go as he pleased. And he and he, he took a full advantage of it. But put him up against somebody else, and Spurs are back to normal. Spurs are back to their terrible run. You know, they've, I think they had three embarrassing losses before they played us. They've beaten us, and they've now had another embarrassing loss against Burnley. So, you know... I'm not bothered about signing him up. Um, you know, he'll do well at City. I'm sure he'll do well at City. But, you know, they, they, they've, they've raised their game a little bit against City. We've played way below par and, and, and they've beaten us. So, you know, I, I, you can't look at one performance, one result and say, you know, uh, Harry Kane's back at his back to his best because he's done bobbins tonight. So I'm not, I'm not really going to worry about that. But but as, as we said earlier, they were coming through again and again, you know. They were, it was just too easy. Um, and it was inevitable. The way they were having the chances, like you said, Mike, or Bernard said, why isn't Pep changing things? Why are you doing the same thing again and again and again, not doing anything different, but expecting a different result? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're going to keep giving them chances, they're going to keep having uh, the opportunity to score. And eventually, they're not, you know, Son is an excellent player. I'm sure most of us would have loved him at City. Kane is an excellent player. These guys have got, you know, they, they, if, if you look at the, the the full Spurs squad, they're the two world-class players. So why are you giving them time and space? And look, you know, um, and Harry Kane did the business. But once again, this is, as Bernard said, this is all marking rubbish. It was absolutely rubbish. You know, Kane went through past uh, Concello. Concello didn't see him go past him. Um, Laporte was complaining that Concello didn't go with his man. Le- Concello had two men. We had two or three men marking space. And guess what? As people, was it, some commentators have said, space never scores a goal. Stay with your man. You've got to have something, some thought about what you're doing because the zonal doesn't work against everybody. It certainly didn't work against Spurs. Well, uh, guys, um, Ray uh, uh, nailed it uh, pretty much there. Uh, Tottenham reverting to type. Uh, we've just uh, heard that uh, they have lost one nil to Burnley. So, uh, can I can I just just say, just say, Mike, the Tottenham yes. team tonight was the identical eleven that started against City. Identical eleven. There you have it. And so that's a reversion to the mean. Uh, guys, just a couple of other uh, things uh, for you to note. You you probably know this already. You certainly will do by the end of this pod. But uh, Crystal Palace have beaten uh, Watford four um, uh, one. And guys, it is official now. The gap between uh, Liverpool and Manchester City is down to three points because uh, with six minutes to go at Anfield, they're already four 0 up against Leeds. So I think the only joy that uh, vicarious joy that City fans are going to get tonight is possibly. Uh, United losing against uh, Atletico Madrid. It's uh, uh, they're one nil down um, at the moment. Uh, but um, as uh, I think, as uh, Bernard uh, mentioned uh, before, uh, Spurs had a, had a, another very very presentable uh, chance uh, on sixty uh, fourth minute. I think it was, and it was a 
It was uh, it was Kane one on one bird against Ederson. You you touched upon it, but that was a that was a great save. Uh, but Kane yeah, uh, Kane did everything right. He hit the target, and obviously Ederson all right. He made himself bigger, and it sort of worked that time. But I was right I was right behind that, and I, I thought it was a had goal written all over it. But all all credit to Ederson. He got some some part of his body blocked it, and uh, Ederson uh, Kane didn't do much wrong. But Ederson did did a lot right with making himself big. And fortunately, we breathed a sigh of relief because at three one, there's no way we, we we're ever going to get back in that. Well, well, it, it, just for the um, the the purposes of uh, of time um, management, Ray, I think we'll probably move on uh, mm. to the seventy third minute uh, disallowed uh, Spurs goal. Kane has a ball in the in it again. <laughs> again, uh, marking terrible. You know, it's like uh, Harry have as much t- time and sp- space as you want. Um, you know, I'm not putting any blame on Edison. Um, you know, once again, a cross comes in, Kane. He, look, he he does well to get uh, get the ball, control it, uh, move it uh, out of his feet, and and slot it home. Uh, but look, you know, we had we had the players. You know, there was there was one. I don't know if that was the one. I remember there was one time where the ball was crossed in. We had four defenders, uh, and they had th- we had four guys in the box. They had three, and one of them was on the edge. So the, in effect, really, they had two. We had four. I mean, you should be able to cope with that, and we just failed to cope. You know, it was. It was Spurs who wanted it more, and and you know they took full advantage. And once again, they were just uh, unlucky uh, by the offside. Yeah, Bernard. Um, uh, I think Ray uh, pretty much summarised that um, exactly as I saw it. Uh, for the the city had a bit of spring in their step after getting away with that one. It was uh, attack v defence for a long time, and then uh, just something I wanted you to comment on, uh, Bernard. Something that I think that everyone could have probably laid good odds uh, before the game. 80th minute, uh, Hugo Lloris uh, booked for time-wasting. Now, I don't... I don't <laughs> How many times has that happened? Well, I mean, the best, the best one was was uh, I think it was in the seventy fifth minute. It was around about that time when he made he made a quite a good save actually from Cancelo. He, he went to his left, a superb save, a brilliant save to his left, and, and he stayed down as always injured. I mean, he's a goalkeeper. He's used to diving. He did. I thought he hit the post or something. He was nowhere near the post, so he obviously stayed down because he hurt himself. I mean, don't forget this is Larry. Uh, obviously, was this he was a Tottenham guy that went down holding his head. When he hadn't even t- went near his head. In, I think that was the first half. I'm not too sure when that was, but Lloris, yes. I mean, he, he's a, he, as I say, apart from being a totally clown one minute and brilliant the next, he's obviously one of the, one of the experts. There's quite a few in the Premier League, unfortunately, at wasting time. And I, I think he, he stayed down. I think he was certainly a good two or three minutes he was down after making a, a, just a, a good save at the end of the day. And all he did was landed on, on his side. He's a goalkeeper. He does it every day of the week, uh, 100 times a day at least, you know. So, yeah, you, you, you're spot on, mate. Uh, as far as wasting time is concerned, uh, Lloris and Tottenham in general, uh, they, yeah, they played they played they played the game you know they, they did the tactics to try and uh, stymie what we could do and it almost worked didn't it until quite towards the end when we had a chance mm-hmm. this guy uh, Ray uh, Loris is a specialist as if to underline that point I think it was a couple of minutes after the 80 minutes mark really 82nd minute uh, Kane goes down in the in the centre circle because he claims he had a you know an, a nudge in the back by Rodri now there's a there's there's no foul from the referee, so play continues. City don't put the ball into into touch. That's their right. As soon mm. as Lloris gets it, 
stops the game, and on come the physios. This guy is, uh, he's, he's a time manager. He, he really needs to have a second career, doesn't he? Yeah. But look, look, everybody, all teams do it, you know, and City do it, maybe not to the same extent because they're normally winning quite comfortably in games, but teams do it when, when the games are tight and they're trying to hang on. And um, I don't blame them. And uh, you blame, I blame the referees for allowing them to keep getting away with it time and time again. Uh, it's up to, um, you know, uh, referees to actually st- stamp it out and they don't do it. So, I'm not going to criticise him for it. It's a normal thing to do. Mm-hmm. In the last minute, Bernard, uh, City claim a penalty. Uh, I don't know if you um, if you saw this. Uh, VAR uh, takes uh, a look at the monitor. It's then claimed that there would be an extra uh, uh, seven minutes. So, so this was... Um, uh, there was a bit of confusion here because it, it was Romero um, getting a ball on his... Uh, 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 forearm, and then a couple of minutes later, um, it's it's him again. And he's already on a yellow card. Uh, they want uh, City want a second one awarded. They don't get the wish, but they get a penalty. Yeah, I mean, Anthony, well, it's Anthony Taylor, wasn't it? And he's actually he's not been that bad for City quite recently. But obviously, the fact that they had to go over and look at the monitor after a couple of minutes of the City players having a good good win, Jim and VAR having a look. And I think he just forgot, mate. I think literally he just forgot who'd handballed it. So he just gave the penalty and left it at that. Obviously, we had to we have to accept that uh, that was it. We weren't going to see another yellow card. We weren't going to see a, a sending off as well. And of course, uh, as I stated, I think last week, uh, the undroppable, the undroppable Mares, who had been dropped, uh, stepped up and under a lot of pressure again, uh, with a good two or three, four minutes had passed between was getting this penalty or the handball and getting the penalty, uh, calmly smacked it uh, into the roof of the net. Megan gone in off the crossbar, I'm not too sure. But, uh, yeah, but as I say, as far as far as the poor player who, who uh, handballed it, he, he may have got away with something there. But I think that's just Mr Taylor totally forgetting what his job is, unfortunately. Beautiful penalty, Ray. This time there's a slight pause during the run-up. Norris went the right way, but he had no chance with that one. No, I mean... When Maras hits them there to the goalkeeper's left, he hits them high, usually towards the corner. No goalkeeper's going to dive in the air. Goalkeepers don't do that when they're, uh, uh, when there's a penalty. They normally dive low or you know to middle of the goal. They're never going to dive you know in in the air. Um, it's just hit really firmly, um, and uh, yeah, goalkeepers they can dive the right way, but they'll not save that. Now, guys, I'm going to reinstitute a little phrase from the past, and that is typical City. Because after uh, Riyad Mahrez scored that one, you looked up the clock and it was 90 plus three. There's nothing left in this game at all. But can City possibly pluck a defeat from the jaws of victory? Yes, they can, Bernard, because (laughs) at 90 minutes plus five, it's that man Kane again. It's funny, isn't it? Again, uh, if you remember that game, was it against Leeds United last season with the COVID, no fans in the ground? 
And it's sort of sometimes you play a game, you think, let's just take let's just take the point. Let's just take a point out of this. It could be important at the end of the day. And we know they are. We remember the old Southampton point many years ago that, you know, on the night it was awful, but we managed to get that point in the final kick of the kick of the game and it helped us win the title. And you know, it happened against Leeds where we drew back with Leeds uh, last season and obviously the the league title wasn't sort of up for grabs as such, but it would have it would have helped just to get a point, just get another point on the board. And we should have done the same. I mean, we should have really done the same. I was slagging Mares off for going going to celebrate the goal. Then I, I was looking at him and thinking, no, you're probably right, mate, because they're just as likely to score as we are. So just just celebrate the goal and let's just go. Let's just have the draw. Let's just take it. But it's just isn't City. It just isn't Pep's way or City's way. And I say Tottenham must have been up for it, and they were. And I said it didn't take them long to just, again, knife through butter, go up the other end and actually finish the game off because we were so naive again. Naive as a, a team with so much experience. We are so naive sometimes. It is unbelievable as a team, as a management uh, just take the point. Just take just take the draw. That point could be very important. I mean, Liverpool uh, tonight have got more goal, have gone ahead of us on, on goal difference again. So it's three points. You know, if it all if it's all square when we get to the Etihad, three points behind, and they beat us, they'll be ahead on goal difference. So you know, just take the point. It could be important. It is really frustrating, guys. I, I don't. Hopefully, you agree. I just I just get totally frustrated with it all. Just just take the take the two two and run. But no, we didn't, did we? Yeah, well, well, yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, I, I said it was, it's terrible, terrible. Uh, I said, it, um, you know, Bernard's pretty much said everything there. That draw is the difference between being one point ahead of Liverpool if the beat is at the Etihad. Look, if we're hoping we beat them, but if the beat is in Manchester, we still stay one point ahead. And guess what? When we pipped them to the post, we were one point ahead and that's what made all the difference. Now, Liverpool have just beaten Leeds 6-0, OK? They scored some late goals and this is what they do. They scored some very late goals um, to, you know, put the icing on, on this kick. I think they scored three, two goals in injury time um, and they're now, I think, three three goals ahead of us overall. So the miles, ahead in, in, in you know, in, in goal difference terms... Um, so it's it's frustrating. It really is frustrating that we. The thing is, the, the minimum you do is do not let them score another goal. That's the basic minimum, and we couldn't even sort that out. It's just, as I said, throughout the game we were poor from from the manager to the players. We were poor, and it just continued. We couldn't put a halt to it. Now, you know, Liverpool are on a cracking run of form. And yeah, you know, if if any city fan who says they're not worried about Liverpool, you know, they're either stupid or they're lying because Liverpool are now three points behind, better goal difference. They're in wonderful form. They've got the League Cup final at the weekend. They're probably through to the next round of the Champions League after a two 0 win away from home. They're probably through to the next round of the FA Cup with an easy. Uh, draw. They, they're on for the quad. No one's talking about it. And, you know, the media would have been putting us under a lot of pressure from January if we were still in the League Cup. Liverpool have gone under the radar. Um, you know, as as the media do, they don't put them under any extra pressure. So to to give up that last goal was, you know, we've been kicked many times in that game as fans, and that was just the last kick in the in the seat. Well, in the seat of the pants, or worse. At the end of the game, and uh, you know, we should have slunk off with a with a two two draw, 
been and, and and been content and happy that we'd got away with it because Spurs should have won that game from the number of of chances they had. Uh, we should have been happy with the draw, and we we just couldn't hang uh, hang on. And guys, that brought the um, this uh, fairly fairly predictable Harry Kane love from all four corners of uh, the uh, social uh, media uh, range and. It's just so obvious how much they hate us, how much they hate us and how much they want um, Liverpool to win. One of the, the things that I do mention from uh, time to time is the the, the commentary guys. And uh, at this particular occasion, uh, Jamie Carragher really outdid itself. I mean, you can't have, surely you can't have a rabid fan of one particular uh, one particular team with with a say in the in the uh, the league title race in the commentary box for this, and he did not he didn't even attempt to um to, to dial it down just a little bit. It was absolutely ridiculous. I think I wasn't the only one that uh, that uh, that saw that. There were so many other people too, but uh, that's the way it was, guys, and uh, and that's where we found ourselves. There's only a three point gap now. It's title race well and truly on the media. And uh, the news outlets have got their wish, all the momentum behind Liverpool, the absolute love and desire for Liverpool to take this title is palpable, guys. It's palpable. But um, I think uh, uh, Ray and Bernard pretty much uh, summarised what what my feelings were. Let's move on to a couple of other extraneous matters, guys, before we finish off the pod. Um, Bernard, something about Phil Foden and his mom. (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah, well, obviously that'll sort of gone on the back burner now a, a little bit, hasn't it? But uh, yeah, it does raise questions about security and stuff like this, especially when you see other city players at that uh, event uh, getting getting along quite happily with fans and doing okay, and there might be some slagging off as, as you would get. I mean, you know, this is Manchester, this is the North. You know, you're not you're not gonna as a footballer get away without being berated and uh, and uh, slagged off by certain people and most of the time uh, most people are very friendly I mean Bernard you see a lot of pictures of Bernardo don't you walking around Manchester walking his dog and things and uh, getting pictures taken not necessarily with City fans just with fans in general but uh, yeah these things happen perhaps it should raise a question over security at at these events but obviously if you're going to go to a a boxing event especially where let's face it it's a sort of thing I wouldn't want to go to uh, to be honest with you because of the uh, you know usually fights break out and various things and there's drink and stuff I mean it's pretty awful from what I've seen I've never been to a boxing match in my life and I don't particularly want to go to a boxing match in my life the 70s following 70s and 80s following City around was bad enough so I don't want to do that but uh, yeah, this should be uh, obviously as a mother. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, she, she, she uh, I think she threw more punches than some of the boxers on the night, didn't she? Let's be honest about it. But, uh, yeah, yeah. She I think it has to be looked at. But what can you do? I mean, the guys have to have a social life, don't they? But I think there should be a, a better look at security around these sort of things. I think you'll be all right. It'll be all right. It's just psychologically whether it has an effect on Mr. Folden as well. That that's the problem. Yeah, I think. Uh... Ray, this is not a lady that you want to tangle with because just a, a, a cursory piece of research on my part uh, uh, shows that she's got a little bit of form for um, losing her temper. She probably wasn't at fault uh, in, in either case, but um, not someone to be messed with. Well, eh, Ray? Look, the thing is, uh, you're going to get taunted, you're going to get baited, and we can we can argue it's wrong, and it is wrong for people to do that. You know, the the the, the, the incident I saw, I, uh, I was telling Bernard earlier, 
I, I was at my mum's house, so I didn't have the volume on. So I, <laughs> I just saw what happened because I made that mistake before watching video, you know, put something on on Twitter at my mum's house. Um, and you, you, you get a, a surprise with, with whatever the commentary is. So I was just watching it. And th- these guys, they had, someone had the uh, uh, the phone out, take, uh, the camera, camera phone taking a video of this. So, you know, they were doing it deliberately to antagonize, to get a reaction, stick it out on social media. It must have been watched over a million times, this. So the, whoever did it, they got what they wanted out of it. But the thing is, you see Foden going into a, a, a side room and his mum going in, and then they don't close the door and then lock it and, you know, and that's it, it's gone, they're out of the way. His mum, you know, obviously something's been said, but you've got to be the bigger person and, and just walk away. And Foden, you know, players and their entourages, their families, they know this happens. They've got to be bigger and just walk off. And what happens, his mum comes out, pushes some guy who, who punches her. Um, now, you know, and, and then it just it gets, you know, it, it's just crazy. And and then there was another video outside when he was getting into a car, uh, not signing autographs and people having a go at him. Um, it's just bit baiting. And I'm sorry, as Bernard said, you've got to have some security. You've got to have um, your wits about you. And whether rightly or wrongly, this is the career you've chosen. And, you know. I, I, funny thing is, when I worked as an accountant, I never get any of this grief. But in this profession, <laughs> sports that you know you're you're in the public eye, you're gonna get sadly, you know, crappy Liverpool fans and crappy United fans and crappy Chelsea fans who want their two seconds of fame, yeah, uh, and and they'll go about it like this. So I'm sorry, this is the um, this is the way of the world. You have to put up with it if you don't like it. You know, you shouldn't have to do something else, but you have to you have to think long and hard about what you do. So um, I think Foden has to be a bit careful because he's now getting caught in, in too many situations. You know, we had the situation with Mason Greenwood. We had the lads out uh, uh, for the night out, was it last week? We've had this. And you can argue that some, some of them weren't his fault, but you can't get, you know, get your, allow yourself to get in these situations time and time again and have these incidents because at some point there's going to be a really serious incident and I think maybe he Folden especially needs to lie low for a while and just bite his tongue and, and stay out of the limelight for a little while. Yeah, stop hanging out with Jack Grealish is another uh, suggestion but um, any, anyway guys um, any final thoughts or any other matters pertaining to City either directly or indirectly that anybody wants to comment on or are we done? Just, just to say, guys. Obviously, it was good to see the uh, the forty minute applause being done for obviously that Dar- for Darren Blair, of course, who passed away. It was nice that the whole ground. I think some Tottenham fans joined in as well. So that that was uh, and a certainly highlight of the of the game. You can call it a highlight, but obviously our condolences. And it was nice to see we'd done it at Norwich, obviously. Uh, as a, as a gesture, and and it was nice. I think Sky uh, mentioned it. Obviously, I was at the game, so I didn't see it. But I believe Sky obviously made a point of, of showing the fans when the applause was being done and stuff like that. So uh, that that was good to see. What's next for City, Ray? Everton, another team that's been in terrible form. Uh, so uh, they're right for the taking. I'm sure Mr. Guardiola and the team and the lads uh, will give Everton. Uh, the same respect they give Spurs, and we're in for a drubbing. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, you got the gallows humor, guys. It's like being back in did. the it's like being back in the in the eighties again, isn't it? <laughs> uh, it's, inter it's interesting, Mike. Obviously, Colin's not around to do his State of the Union, but I'm just looking at the table now. After this, uh, yeah, the other Liverpool have got four better goal difference and also yeah. four goals. So obviously, that's that's not very good news. But it's interesting. The bottom, uh, obviously, Watford and Norwich are still struggling, but uh, Leeds could easily now based on the, the current form, get really dragged into this. Uh, Everton can go above them. Newcastle can go above them. And Burnley, who seem to be picking up points now uh, for the games in hand, they can go above them. So Leeds could actually be, when they're all on even games, be in the bottom three. So Leeds have a lot of uh, problems. Bielsa's got a lot of trouble there. Which, uh, I've, there's a few teams, Bernard, sorry. There's a few teams. Uh, Brentford have been in a terrible run of form. They're only on yeah, 24 yeah. points. Yeah, yeah they, they could get so Leeds and Brentford need to be very, very careful. Everton obviously still in trouble, and Newcastle need to do a little bit more, obviously. And the one thing about Burnley that, that separates them from everybody else is that they've only lost nine games. Only lost nine games, which means their goal difference is minus eight. Yeah, everybody yeah. else up to Brent, Brentford is minus fifteen, Everton minus twelve, Leeds minus twenty-seven. So Burnley, you know, they look like the ones that are most likely to, to get themselves out of it. Newcastle, because of Burnley's win tonight, are dragged back into it. But you'd think Newcastle yeah, yeah. have got a good chance of, you know, be, finishing yeah, up. You, you think Newcastle and Burnley will be fine. So you're saying it's Everton, Leeds on Brentford, isn't it? Looking, looking the, the third team that could be uh, facing relegation. Yeah, but, but the other thing is you never know. I mean, Norwich have actually, until recently, they've been on a good run. They've been on a good run. And I don't think anybody's out of it. People say, oh, Norwich are gone. But Norwich are five points behind Newcastle. The goal difference is terrible. But that's only two wins. That's mm -hmm. only two wins. And these teams are going to play, play each other. Watford, yeah. for all how poor <laughs> yeah. they are, they're only four points behind Newcastle and Everton. So you know, anybody, I think it's up for grabs. Anybody can get out. Yeah. And I yeah. think... you. In, probably even Leicester and Aston Villa have to look over their shoulders. They've got 27 points. That's only seven points more than Burnley. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, if somebody goes on a terrible run, they can be dragged in. I think Palace and, and above are safe. Anybody I think we're all right. I think, I think City are fine, right? I think we've, we're all right, aren't we? I think technically, <laughs> I, can't go down. I think technically, because um, with 13 games to go, Norwich and Watford can't catch us. Burnley <laughs> games. I think another two points, another win. I think if we beat Everton, we're mad. <laughs> well, that, that that pretty much uh, sums up the attitude for, of a lot of us guys. But I think uh, we'll uh, we'll just knock it on the head here. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure Colin Savage will be back for the next one. We've um, there's been a a Colin Savage shaped hole in this pod, but you'll let that pass. I think just for just for for the once. But um, we'll finish here, guys. Manchester City. Uh, just the three points now ahead of Liverpool. The red machine is coming. Can we face them down again? Uh, let's hope we do that. And as the guys mentioned, Everton up next. So we'll just stop here and we'll do that by just uh, uh, saying farewell to the, the to the lads and finishing off. So thank you very much, um, Bernard, for coming on. No, it's been a pleasure, Mike. Uh, thank you. And it's uh, been a pleasure chatting to you and, and Ray. Thank you very much. Thanks so much, Ray. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. All right, so we'll leave it there and finish off in the normal way, guys, by saying, have one on us and up those blues. Up the blues.